everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Atlas. I'm your host, David Fennell, and as always, I'm joined by Ross Harden. Hi, Dave. Hey, Ross. How's it going? Pretty good. It's been a while. Yeah, you doing well tonight? I'm doing well, doing well. Um, Just want to go ahead and put the apology out there to everyone. I know it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, This episode's going to be a little different because it's probably going to be the first episode in which we're going to kind of negatively talk about the game. It's going to be a mix of negative and positive, but... Um, to be honest, I really haven't been playing the game a whole lot recently, but we'll touch on that soon um, and kind of talk about all of the, the news and, and drama surrounding No Man's Sky that's popped up over the past month. Um, but thanks for everyone that's been listening and, and bearing with us. I've gotten several emails from some of our fans and from all over the world, honestly, um, telling us how much we like the show. And, and honestly, you guys are the reason that we're recording this episode today. Um, to, to, to keep you guys with, with something to listen to because we enjoy recording it and we know you guys are enjoying listening to it and we, we really appreciate that. Um, I do want to bring in our guest for today. For those of you who have been listening to the show, you should be pretty familiar with this guy by now. Uh, Murphy's with us again today. Hey, Murphy. Hey, guys. Uh, we wanted to bring Murphy back because pretty much anytime we don't have another guest, Murphy's become the third chair. Um, hey, you know, if you got something to say, say it. That's right. A tr- tripod is s- somehow stronger. Exactly. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, we did want to kind of start off talking about the news. Um, first things first, this false advertising lawsuit that's been brought up by the UK Advertising Standards Agency against Hello Games and Sony stating that images in the trailers and st- uh, screenshots that were put on Steam and across many other marketing platforms um, showed things that are not possible to do in the game at this time. Um, videos that were shown before the game's release of Sean talking about things you're able to do that you're not able to do. Um, with the amount of refunds that people are re- requesting and um, the issues and just the kind of overall negativity surrounding the game right now, um, a lot of people are claiming false advertising that what they were presented with is not what the game is. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, I'd say, uh, it's definitely a rehash of, you know, kind of some of the stuff we saw with, uh, Aliens Colonial Marines where, um, you know, even aside from these additional features that, uh, Sean Murray had promised, uh, unwisely in a verbal context, um, you know, I, I read some of the text of the, um, kind of the suit that the, uh, advertising standards, agency has and they're they're very specific things they're they're talking about the ui doesn't look like advertised the animation and actual gameplay elements don't look like what was advertised in the trailer video so um you know they're not being real ambitious in kind of going over the the myriad of stuff that was promised that were realistically probably not going to see at this point um but uh just kind of picking their battles and just being very literal and yeah the game even the two and a half or whatever minute trailer it was uh has kind of misrepresented um what was released to everyone ross yeah you know it's it's just kind of a shame that they're able to mount such a, a a massive um, I guess mound of evidence against Hello Games, um, considering there have been many other games that, upon release, you know, were not as advertised. I know you mentioned uh, Colonial Marines, and um, you know, there's been several others in in past years. But uh, it's really, you know, it's just a shame for Hello Games to have to take this burden on. And 
yeah, I mean, I, I've kind of kind of come to realize that there are some things about the game that I wish you could do that are definitely not not there, but. I have I have faith that they'll deliver that hopefully in in the near future. Yeah, we'll say it has become kind of a witch hunt at this point. Yeah, it's like you know they're, you know, and I and not that I know exactly, but it's kind of become like the redheaded stepchild of gaming right now. Well, everyone wants to pick on it. I think it would be less of a witch hunt if Hello Games were actively communicating with the community and with everyone. They have not posted anything on Twitter in almost a month and a half. Like, they haven't said anything to anybody about anything. They haven't made any statements, uh, as directly from Sean Murray at least. There have been Twitter questions answered uh, by some of the, the other m- people that worked on the game, the music director. Um, they did announce recently that there is a content update supposedly coming this month sometime. Uh, what that's going to be, we don't know, but... Overall, Hello Games, Sean Murray, everyone involved has been very quiet about this whole situation. And I, I think that is is what's causing a lot of the uproar is that they're just not... If they were, People would be disappointed even if they were saying, hey, we're working on stuff, we're sorry that this isn't the way you wanted it to be, but we're going to do our best to improve it. People would still be disappointed and grabbing their pitchforks, but at the same time, I don't think yeah, they're not it would even be trying to put the bad. reassurances out. Yeah, there they're not. They're point. basically just saying. I mean, it basically seems as though they've abandoned everything. Like we we haven't heard. We've heard from everybody except for them, and I, I think it's it's really a shame that with as 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 vocal as they were before the game's release, the fact that they've become so quiet now is kind of. It doesn't look good for it's them. It's definitely a source for alarm. Right, absolutely. You like to think that maybe they're trying to work on solutions, but it, you know, again, no news in this case is kind of bad news for them, considering that there's already such negativity surrounding the whole project at this point. Well, my thought is is that the excuse at this point of oh, sorry, we haven't said anything to you guys. We're hard at work doing, you know, working on the game. You guys announced right after launch, shortly after that, you guys hired like a, additional staff to handle stuff. You couldn't ha- I mean, you guys didn't get a PR person, or there's not one person sitting around the office that couldn't send out a tweet saying, "Hey guys, um, I'm Joe Smuck from you know Hello Games. Just want to let you guys know that we're we're working on stuff. You know, sorry that everything's not the way you wanted it to yeah. be. But that, that's all they have to say. S- something it's the it. size of a text message. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Just just communicate. Uh, because in this day and age where information is so ever-present everywhere and, and, and the fans have the opportunity to communicate with the developers the way they do now, that communication is very important to people to continue to add longevity to a game's life. Uh, because right now, I mean, even I was the next point I was going to talk about is on Steam, the active player base, like concurrently, all the people that are playing at one time has dropped way below 1,000 people. Like, hardly anyone on Steam is playing the game anymore. Uh, and if they are, most of them are playing with mods to improve the game in ways uh, to make it more realistic to what it was shown in the trailers, like the low-flight mod, giant plants, stuff like that. Um, and people are not happy because they had such high expectations for this game. I, I don't think any of the people who are being critical of the game now are the type of people who just weren't interested in it before. The people who are super pissed about it are the people who waited years for this game to come out and had high expectations of what this game was going to be and saw the videos and saw and and those videos and those images are what got them so excited about the game. And then and now it just seems as though the game is kind of a shell of what 
was presented to us. Well, and then, of course, the real kind of the real bugbear of the situation is that as good as the trailer looked, uh, Sean Murray and their actions in front of the press and on Twitter preceding the game's releases hyped it up even more by promising so much that, um, I mean, given the existing mechanics of the game, even with people actually working, I, there's no realistic chance that most of this content that was promised is ever going to see the light of day. And at this point, it's certainly kind of too late. Um, too many people have drifted away too much, too much trust has been broken, uh, by this developer, uh, with the community. And, um, you know, it's, it's a win for them overall. Cause I'm sure they, they made their money, um, and made their money for the publisher. But, um, uh, you know that that particular developer, Hello Games. I, you know, I I expect to see them developing things for mobile platforms at this point because I can't imagine any serious gamer uh, would want to uh, invest in their products. Yeah, and you know, at this point, when you really get right down to it, even if we do see some additional content release over whatever span of time, the fact that the game and the image around it has been so marred with the release. You know, there's great games that are released and they're awesome, and then they get DLC or additional content, and that makes them even better. The fact that it doesn't start off being completely and totally awesome for so many people, it kind of, like you say, loses. You kind of lose that trust in the player base that yeah, they're just, even going to want to come back to it, even with game, new content. They might with like this game in particular. They I might mean, like see something, you know, oh, there's new content, and they just kind of roll their eyes, like I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is what what the issue is, is that from here on out, the only people who will be playing the game when new content is added is people going back to it that have already bought it to see if they can get their money's worth out of it. Because, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and put it out there like this. For those of you who are listening that are still playing and loving and enjoying the game, I more power to you. I'm, I'm not. We are dogging the game a lot kind of in this episode, but it's not. I'm still playing. It, 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 Ross is still playing. <laughs> Um, I, I know a lot of our listeners are still playing and if you're enjoying the game, then that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you're able to get out of it. What I was able to get out of it for two hours for a much longer time. I mean, I, I got maybe 10 hours of gameplay out of it that I thoroughly enjoyed. And then it got to a point where I, I just wasn't, I didn't know what to do when I got back in and I didn't have any motivation to do anything in the game because there was nothing really new to do well, it was it's a bunch of the same the content same repetitive repeated stuff. and recolored and uh yeah. and yeah. i felt guilty for not playing because of the podcast and whatever reasons but uh, i've gotten to the point now where until new content comes i'm not going to be playing kind of a side note um talking about you know discrepancies between the trailer uh, prior to release and actual gameplay uh, i haven't watched it but i do believe there's a video out there that someone compiled showing like and what the trailer would have looked like if they had used actual gameplay footage. Oh, wow. Well, I'll have, I'll have to so, check that out. It might be interesting to compare those two side by side. Yeah. Like, you know, ideal. Ideal actual. versus re- reality. Um, and like I said, if you're enjoying the game, I'm glad. You know, stick with it as long as you can. And hopefully by the time that you start getting bored with it, maybe there will be new content. And when there is new content, I will revisit the game and, and continue to go from there. Uh, but for now, I, there's there's just other things that I, I would rather be playing. And I, I had good, you know, I wish the best for Hello Games. I 
uh, was really excited for them because they were creating something that I'd never seen before in video games. And, and in a way, they still did that. It just wasn't the exact thing that we were promised. And a lot of those aspects of things that we were promised, like being able to fly with like wingmen and the larger scale combat of being able to actually blow up the space stations and that they move and, and being able to fly low to the ground and do stuff. And yeah, especially that space combat aspect, like specifically in the trailer, they show, you know, kind of guys forming up with you. Yeah. And, you know, it's not clear. It's like, oh, do you communicate with them? Or, you know, the mechanics of that w- weren't clear, but right now... They um, don't exist. You know, th- those kind of ev- events would have made the gameplay a little more interesting and had a little more depth. As it is, the, the biggest problem with the game right now is that... Uh, combat in particular is Dull. the worst. It's, it's the worst. Because I found myself in space combat when pirates would come, I would literally slow down and fly backwards and just shoot at them as they would come near me. And nine times out of ten, that, I would win that every again combat. feeds back into the issue that there's no flight mechanic difference with any of the ships that you get, despite right. their apparent appearance or weight or sleekness the the, the smaller more aerodynamic ones don't go faster or maneuver better than the bigger sluggier more freighter looking ones exactly and the there's not the diversity there between the races in terms of the trading and communication um like if like i say for the gag if there were a certain specific types or dresses or or apparel whatever for different uh, roles in, the, in their society. They don't seem like a faction. They just seem like a race of aliens that are kind of out doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. They don't seem like they have a footprint well, or a foothold. Well, apparently, in the if you galaxy. follow, apparently if you follow all the lore, like all the little stories that are told across, like all the between the bases and relics and stuff that you find, there's you can learn the story from all all three. Like there was a, I saw an article that was talking about that, and I read a little bit of it, but it's you know. Long and complicated. Well, then that makes me feel like this game is a choose-your-own-adventure book in first person. Yeah, and the fact that you have to, like... I mean, apparently, you know, since that stuff's all generated, if you just stay in certain universes or, uh, you know, systems controlled by right. certain factions, you're just going to find that stuff if you keep looking for it. So, you know, it's not like you have to go anywhere specific. And I guess maybe the problem for me is that doing that's not fun, I guess, to be yeah. blatantly honest. That's just not... I don't it's, it's mind like if t- I don't mind if while I'm working on a main objective, I'm discovering those things because they're interesting to read and stuff. But if my whole purpose is to just kind of figure out what the Gek are doing and what they've been doing and how they relate to the Vikings, I don't even think that's necessarily like like a purpose or even an objective. It's like taking the the lore in, in a game like Skyrim or something to an extreme level of like, oh, we're going to give you as much stuff as you can, and all you have to do right. is you have to translate all this stuff and talk to all these people and read all these things to figure all this out. Right. Well, and then the uh, and keep track of it all. The since it doesn't record in your journal. Kind of problem with the the lore of the No Man's Sky universe is that okay, it's there, but it doesn't it doesn't apply to anything interesting. All you have are still three alien species, every individual of which is a slightly different colored cardboard cutout of the other. Um, so there's there's no there's no compelling characters to lay on top of that backstory. Even even within um, those little backstories, there's no you know, there's no individuals named. It's um, it's just all very loose and characterless and um, uninteresting writing. Right. Um, well, so to kind of wrap up on on really the whole point of 
that I I don't think that the uh, ASA is incorrect or like you said, really kind of jumping the gun or digging for things to bring about this lawsuit. Uh, I think I think there is a lot of stuff that was promised to us that's just not there and may never be there. Um, so I I guess we'll see how that turns out in the future. You know, that could take forever for that litigation to go through, and it might not ever even actually occur, but we'll see. Um, another uh, thing I want to talk about is people who pre-ordered the Explorer's edition of the game, uh, which was like the, the you know, special edition, uh, was supposed to include a model of the pre-order ship and a book of art and like the book kind of explaining the story of No Man's Sky and all kinds of other stuff. People who pre-ordered those have not gotten them. I will say there's a, there's definitely a big precedent for that. Um, uh, a lot of Kickstarter projects uh, that I've seen, uh, especially anything involving physical goods, there there always seem to be delays in the manufacturing. Uh, you know, usually something to do with uh, delays overseas. Um, so that you know, I'll, I'll kind of give them a bit of a pass on that. Um, depending on what path they used for uh, production of those goods, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a a big blow to those people who invested the most in the game, right? And um, well, you know, have probably they'll they won't even be playing it statistically by the time they get their goods, right? You'd like to think that you know they could at least just say hey stuff's coming just right it's another it. issue of communication and it makes you wonder that because of the lack of communication i mean are they really just even you know are they even worried about when that stuff's going to come out or are they so worried about everything else that you know there could be a, a crate of all of these pre-orders sitting somewhere in a factory that hello games just hasn't shipped out yet because they're worried about other stuff i mean it just seems I guess at the end of the day, it all falls back to the communication because if they were communicating with the, the fan base and the community as to what was going on with their pre-order stuff, as to what was going on with the development of the game, as to what was going on with anything, they probably wouldn't be receiving nearly as much backlash. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Dave. Um, uh, for those of you who are on Reddit uh, a couple days ago, you may have noticed the subreddit drama of the No Man's Sky, the game subreddit. Uh, at some point in time, a few days ago, the head moderator for that subreddit, uh, Rouge Wolf, decided that he was going to talk to the other mods and discuss the fact uh, that he wanted to shut down the subreddit due to the fact that he felt it became too toxic and that everyone in there, their whole purpose was to downvote anybody who said that they were enjoying the game. And the whole front page was just shit posts. And it had really just become far from what the subreddit was about. Well, in discussing it with the other moderators, they kind of like were like, ha ha ha, yeah, shut it down, blah, 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 blah. Well, he decided, even after a couple of the mods tried to dissuade him, to just shut it down. He purchased the subreddit, he made it private, and just kind of went around and, and commented in all the other threads discussing it, uh, just kind of trolling and being like, ha, 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 look what I did. So then it came to the Reddit admins to do something about it, and 
within 24 hours, the Reddit admins had gotten rid of all the old mods from the subreddit and replaced them uh, with a new mod team and a new head mod, uh, and the subreddit is back up and running. Uh, but it was kind of a it's kind of an interesting thing because I mean the Reddit subreddit community is linked to on the No Man's Sky homepage, like that's their official unofficial forums for the game, and everything in that subreddit has been negative for weeks. Um, anytime someone posts fan art that they're enjoying the game, oh hey look at this cool thing I discovered, the comments immediately just become people dogging them for enjoying the game you know talking about how shitty the game is just reiterating the same points about how we were lied to this and this and that just over and over and over again and downvoting the post until it wasn't on the front yeah, page and that's that's definitely a shame uh no one no one should be getting down votes for you know having a positive experience with a product that was made for entertainment even if you know some people don't find it as entertaining as they wish um yeah that that kind of toxicity is is very unfortunate yeah. And, and like I said, you know, I decided that we were going to discuss kind of all the, the, the drama, mainly because that's all there is to talk about relating to the game right now. But I do, you know, I do want to reiterate that, uh, you know, I still like this game and I want it to someday be better than what it is now and what I really expected it to be. And in the hours that I played it and when I first got it, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It just quickly faded. Um, but if you're, you know, uh, if you're having fun with the game still, then that's, that's wonderful. Like it's good that that's there because even if it's taking them forever or they're being quiet about it, that content that's coming, you know, will be appreciated by some people still, even though a ton of the community has now left. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole deal with the subreddit, it, I mean, it's the internet, Nowadays, all people like to do, you have the people who post things on the internet and you have the people who live on the internet to make other people feel bad about what they put on the internet. Everyone has a voice. Not necessarily a good thing. Right. Not all the time, at least. Exactly. Um, so, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll just... It, it's kind of what we've been talking about since the game released. It's a lot of, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And like I said before, it's it's you know it doesn't bode well for them the fact that it didn't start off being a stellar game, ha ha ha. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 stellar game. <laughs> we get it, Ross. Matthew McConaughey. Interstellar. So, uh, <laughs> it didn't start off to be a you know it didn't you know it wasn't just like a wow wow game for a lot of people. Um, doesn't really bode well for the future of any DLC and the attention span people are going to want to give the game. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, Ross, you said you have been playing the game. Yeah. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, um, playtime is kind of interspersed. You know, every couple of days or so, I'll get some time in on it. But uh, I finally jumped through a black hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. That system that was near my starting system, I uh, mm -hmm. kind of backtracked over there and decided I wanted to take a free warp. So I had a... Had a had a little little flight journey. And do you have any idea where it took you, in rel in relation uh, to your absolutely old? no clue. Okay. Uh, I do know that I traveled about one and a half million light years, I believe. Wow. 
So some completely other different part. I mean, anyone that, you know, anyone that's actually just decided to fly around freestyle in the galaxy map mm-hmm. knows how freaking big the game can be. Yeah. So I will give no, that the game is huge. No, no idea where I am, but, uh, I'm still in the system that I warped to just kind of bum around there looking for a new ship. Um, I finally found myself a, uh, artifact world. It's, uh, basically covered in other minerals, um, emerald gold, some chrysanite. Um, you can also find nickel there, also copper. So just a whole bunch of stuff, but most importantly, a bunch of sack venoms. Nice. So nice. artifact world. Uh, I was hanging out at one base for a while that I had named a uh, Saul sack venom emporium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, nice. no place has better sack venoms than Saul's. <laughs> Stop on by Saul's for all your sack venoms. We have the needs. finest sack venoms here at Saul's <laughs> emporium. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've been gathering money there. So, um, I know that Murphy had given tips about, how to find derelict ships, but I found some nice designs at the space station that I'm willing to kind of do some, some grunt work for to try to purchase. So looking to do that. Uh, the unfortunate part of that is that when I get that new ship, I'm going to have to re-upgrade my warp drives because I had three of the upgrades for my warp, but you know, I, I know worlds in the system right now that I can find all those things at. So right. it shouldn't be too hard to get. Yeah. But, that uh, is the nice part is even in those moments where you feel like, Oh crap! I got to rebuild my warp drive, or I have to, you know, refuel something or do that. It's never difficult, really, to achieve that. Well, and uh, I'll say that there's been a couple times where I've been like out mining or out doing things, and because I'm trying to like optimize space, especially for gathering any sort of artifact, I don't carry the other minerals I need to recharge my stuff. So I'll have to try like do that one about the station, and then go out and just leave my spaces open. I see. So there's been a couple times where I've neglected to look at my level of mining. Mm-hmm. my percentage of my mining beam and I'll run out I'm like shit I don't have any other oh, minerals have to any charge this and to recharge, and yeah. like, I have to go back to my ship where I have some reserves <laughs> so you'd have to transfer if I'm not if I'm close go to enough an outpost or... and pick from someone's potted plant yeah exactly right. just, just, just do something That's the, the thing is like there's always a way like right. you always have a way so um, uh, just on that note uh, on uh, spaceship transfers uh, you know you were mentioning your um, warp drive upgrades and that you had access to the components needed to rebuild those on a potential new ship. Uh, one thing to keep in mind for those of you who are still playing, um, when you're about to do a ship transfer, before you do that transfer, disassemble every piece of technology you can on your existing ship. You'll get about, I think it's 50% of whatever resources you put into it back so and for those hyperdrive upgrades that's pretty significant you're talking yeah. about hundreds and thousands of yeah, uh, the, some uncommon and even rare elements um so disassembling that and then transferring uh will definitely give you a head start on uh rebuilding your now, upgrades this might be something that's been patched um i haven't noticed this in a while because i i don't usually get new multi-tools like very rarely do i get a new multi-tool even when i'm playing for a long time right just usually don't find one that's actually worth getting (laughs) (laughs) so uh but for ships or when i noticed when like getting new multi-tools sometimes i would try to disassemble all the components for it before i got a new one and when and if you did if i did that it would have different components on the new one like less i don't know if it works the same with ships and i don't know if that's something they patched in the meantime that's interesting. Like, what what was your source for that multi-tool and alien interaction, or just mm. one of the one, the one of the wall? ones in a, in a wall? Okay. Contact. So you know, I, I I saw it. I saw what it had on it, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go get the minerals, and I backed out of it, disassembled the tech from mine, 
and then went back in and then the one on the wall had less technology on it. Interesting. I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's something they've patched since those experiments right. in those days and those, that playtime, or if that even affects ships in the same way because I've only traded ships a couple times. So I don't know. But, uh, so might might be worth noting and worth experimenting with. I know some people are probably getting ships left and right, and I right. Think, you know, if I get the one that I'm looking at getting right now, would be my third ship. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, I do want to say uh, for anybody that's playing on PS4, I know it's a big, 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 big galaxy. But as far as like some systems to look out for, if you want to see some stuff that I've explored, uh, look out for Rosemary's Baby. That was one of the systems I named. Yeah. Just uh, something that came to mind as yeah. I was cruising. I was like, ah, that would be a decent Spooky name. Um, the black hole system that I left from was named Ouroboros. Okay. Uh, and then there's another one near near Rosemary's that was called that I gave the name uh, Goddardamarung. Oh, nice. So, and that has two planets in there that are also named after the Shakespearean characters, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Nice. So, and if you ever see anything out there. Named Dave Cat anything? That's me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Murphy. Did you have any? Uh, I had a few names. Um, uh, having a really hard tra- time uh, recalling any of them right now. But uh, they're 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 kind of clever. Uh, I named one system uh, Georgia because I had a bunch of really hot planets that had these giant <laughs> peach like um, plant structures on them. Nice. And that was that, that that was like one of that was. It was my, like my second planet in my first system, uh, so so maybe some intrepid explorer will come across it someday. Someday. And think, oh, this is just as miserable as the real thing. Amen. Uh, anybody that's in Florida right now, by the way, the current event, uh, I hope you guys are staying safe from this hurricane uh, and don't get blown away because then you can't play no man's Sky anymore or any other game for that matter true or do much of anything um so stay safe uh ross was that about it for you on the gameplay uh yeah that 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 wraps up kind of what i'm doing like i said i've been in the same system since i warped just kind of gathering resources well murphy have you played at all since last time we uh nope been on the smash and grab yeah you've been playing smash and grab i've been playing battle right um so uh, really, at this point, kind of what I'd like to talk about is the future of this show. Um, this episode is going to be a little shorter today just because of the lack of things to talk about. But um, I think this might be our last episode for a little while. Uh, the Atlas is going to go on hiatus just until there is some more content to discuss some more developments with the game. Um, we love recording. We love the people that have taken the time out to listen to our episodes each and every week. Um, we've gotten a lot of sweet emails from people, uh, just telling us about how much they enjoy the show and and that makes it worth it. Um, unfortunately, if we don't have anything to talk about, we can't really, you know, bring anything new to you guys that you haven't heard us say a thousand times over. Um, so this, this is going to be the last episode of the Atlas for a little while. We will be back. Uh, just don't, you know, don't be waiting on bated breath next week for a new episode because there's not going to be one. Um, in the meantime, Ross Murphy and I, uh, um, are going to be recording a couple other podcasts. Um, we're thinking about doing a general gaming podcast where we just discuss kind of what we're playing that week. Um, 
each and every week, whether it be PC games, console, whatever, just kind of a general video gaming podcast. So if you enjoy video games and uh, which you obviously do, if you're listening to this um, and you know, there are other things that you're playing besides the uh, no man's sky and you know, you'd like to hear us talk about what we're doing. Um, you might want to check that out. So check out the Facebook page at some point. I'll probably be advertising stuff there for our other ventures in between uh, from now on the time we record the Atlas again. Uh, we're also thinking about doing a Dungeons and Dragons related podcast, uh, uh, just kind of breaking down the classes and different aspects of the game um, with with Ross Murphy and I. Um, all so, in the uh, fifth edition rule set. All in the fifth edition rule set. So we'll be looking at doing that uh, here soon. Uh, like I said, pay attention to the Facebook page for the Atlas because we'll be advertising our other stuff there. Um, and like I said, we'll be back and we, we greatly appreciate you guys for listening. Um, is there other stuff you guys wanted to say, touch on about any of the other shows we're doing or, you know, no, I think you think you covered it, Dave. And, you know, just reiterate, we do appreciate everyone that's out there listening and your support and hopefully that you'll, you'll stick with us and, like Dave said, we'll let you know when we come back. And and thank you to all the other people too who have contributed to this. Um, Alex Abel, um, you know, all the people who have done the music and the the artwork for our show, and the guests Great that Matter have been on. Great Matter on DeviantArt. Art. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Great Matter Deviant Art. Uh, just the guests that have been here, Kevin Murphy. Thanks for coming back as many times as you have to kind of to. Kinda, to try host the show with us guys it's uh it's been a pleasure and um you know thank you for you know sharing some of these uh emails and some of these feedback uh that you've gotten from the listeners uh it's it's very inspiring stuff and uh um it is a shame that we don't have more to discuss on the atlas for the time being but i'm very much looking forward to um our future endeavors and future podcasts uh discussing other uh, gaming and entertainment things that we're getting into and uh, I do hope uh, some of the listeners will be interested in joining us yeah, and real quick before we, we, we go I did want to uh, quickly share an email from one of our listeners uh, Jane Snyder who wrote me to tell me hello I'm a Canadian currently relocated to Manching Germany and I haven't played many video games I got hooked on Destiny for the longest time my boyfriend and I moved to Germany a few months ago and we've been having trouble finding a proper apartment and the place where we're living doesn't have internet so, with our only internet on our phones, we've only played Minecraft on PS3 for the longest time. We bought a PS4 in No Man's Sky and we're both hooked. Since it's hard to keep looking up tips on my phone, I looked for a podcast and stumbled across yours. I was surprised there aren't more people into it. We're a bit isolated here, so it's nice to hear you guys chatting about the game. We're so into it at the moment. Um, to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know what this game was before we bought it, but I love it. Hopefully, we'll actually have better internet soon so that we can uh, actually update the game. Still dealing with all the launch bugs. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Sometimes I just stop and take screenshots like I'm actually just enjoying the view in real life. So, to answer the question of the week from last time, which was about the procedural generation, she says, I don't think the procedural generation is too repetitive. There are definitely some things that end up looking similar. Good if it's a resource you're looking for. But there are so many different combinations of planet textures, I'm still always interested to see what the planet I'm about to land on is going to look like. Some of them are quite stunning. Thanks for listening. I know making the podcast is probably hard work, so hopefully you'll get enough fans to make it seem worth the continued effort. Jane. Well, Jane, I read that, and I just wanted to let you know that it's people like you and the other people who have emailed us, Logan, uh, Patrick, Brandon, all the people who have responded on the Facebook 
You guys are the reason that we recorded this episode today and that we've we've recorded the episodes in the past. We really do appreciate it, guys. And um, for now, uh, that's going to be the last episode of The Atlas. Uh, until next time, uh, I'm David Fennell. I'm Ross Arden. And I'm Murphy Glisson. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy exploring. Mm-hmm.